Welcome to Doors of Perception. Here we discuss a multitude of topics, mostly woo or woo adjacent, and we do it in the only way we know how, through the doors of our own perspective. As these are our own opinions, the beliefs, ideals, and thoughts discussed here are that of our own, and those are allowed to change and evolve as we do. We're glad to have you listen along. Hello. Hello. Welcome to our podcast. So today is one day after the full moon and we're going to jump right in and talk about what we did. Sarah, do you want to start us off? Sure. Uh, I probably have the the least involved uh, ritual if you want to call it that at this point. Um, but I actually had a concert last night and it was an outdoor concert. So I got to, uh, go dance in the full moon, you know? So, um, I think that it's important to also for me personally, because I don't allow myself the time to go and have fun and do those kind of things. A lot of times that, that is an important thing to do. Um, So whoever wants to go next is welcome to. Shanna, did you do anything? I did, yeah. So full moon. I love full moons. I love like, I'm like, what can I get rid of? Get it out goodbye especially we're coming out of cancer season like I'm done thank you I very much wanted to be a Leo lion so I I'm working on getting rid of some lack programming um it's one of those things that no matter how many times we seem to get rid of it just you know we spiral back around again and there it is like creeping around somewhere in our brains or psyches or auras I don't know Um, So I did some ritual around that, said it out loud. I do my little honey jars, which is just like putting the intention in and sweetening the deal. That seems to be the thing that I can like consistently do. It's not too hard. And yeah, had a little fire. And again, yeah, joy, like like just having fun right now. It's like we're getting to like the middle slash end of summer and... Yeah, let's have some freaking fun. Just what did you do? Ooh, I made a little small jar as well. Mine was to release fear. We had been talking about fear like the last podcast. And um, I also wanted to have like a dual one. Well, I released the fear and created room and space in my um energy field. I wanted to bring in confidence and self-trust. I was really focused on like my sacral chakra as well with like, um, creation, um, and just being able to have some, some fun. Like you said, I'm really into being able to create art. Um, and then also last night I went for a walk, um, under the full moon with my girlfriend and we went to the graveyard and walked around in the graveyard. I had a couple of things that 
happened that were a little bit wild. <laughs> While I was at the graveyard, I had felt um, something brush up against my hand. And so that was that was pretty intense. But um, it was actually what happened before we went that was more intense. So if nobody has anything else they want to say, I can share a little bit more about that. Yeah, I want to hear about that. So I had uh, I had gone to sleep and I was waiting for my girlfriend to come back from volunteering. She volunteers with a group called the Sage Clan here. Um, and so she was not home yet. And I remembered being in my kitchen and realizing that I was no longer in my body. So I was like just a floating ball of consciousness and... I had glanced out the window and saw her pull into the back parking pad and kind of said to myself, oh, I should go back down into my body and wake up so I can meet her. And uh, that's exactly what happened. I went down the hallway and into my room. And as I went into my bed, I kind of laid down into my bed and woke up in my bed and um, realized that my girlfriend still wasn't here. And just as I was going, oh, that, that was a weird dream, I heard her unlocking the door. That is so cool. Yeah, yes. so. <laughs> is it some, so thinking about having an experience like this, is it, would this be something that you would want to do again? Or did it like freak you the hell out? Oh my gosh, no. I was so excited by it. I was just like, wow, like that was something that actually just happened. And it wasn't scary. It wasn't like, oh my God, I'm never going to get back to my body. Like I knew exactly where I was. Um, I was very much aware of, you know, my environment and nothing, nothing felt off about it. Um, it was... It was a pretty cool experience. Um, after my girlfriend had walked in, she also came down into the room to talk to me. And so we were just standing there talking and I must have like had one foot still in the astral because over her right side in front of my door frame, I had seen like a figure that was like the head and shoulders um, and it just shimmered, flashed um, like a light blue a couple of times and then disappeared. And I was like, oh, like there's beings in my house okay cool <laughs> didn't we did we talk I think on the last podcast the last episode we talked about the astral body a little bit did you ever did you do any work on on the astral body <clears throat> we just touched on it a little bit um if if I had it wasn't knowingly um but I do know that like I do a lot of work in the astral when I go to sleep that I consistently um I consistently set intention for nighttime like I will rotate between personally right now I'm rotating between art school psychic school rest and play so I'll just ask my guides to allow me to do those things in the astral so who knows what's happening <laughs> I do set yeah. intention for it I also set intention for like any healing that needs to like be done while I'm not in my body that like you know that that can happen um I know sometimes that 
you know, they say that the best healing happens when you're asleep and there's reasons for that. So I do open myself up to any healing that, that needs to occur while I'm sleeping as well. So speaking of healing that, uh, occurs while you're sleeping, I was, so this concert was an outdoor concert and it started early enough that the sun was still out. So like, it was like seven 30 when we got there, but so I woke up like, I don't know, halfway through the night last night and I was like freezing, like my whole one side was, was like, felt like it was freezing. Like I had a sunburn and I was like, I just covered up and I'm like, it'll be okay. It'll go away. It, it's fine. It's not a big deal. Um, so then when I woke up this morning, I was like, huh, I don't have a sunburn at all. Like no sunburn. Um, which is fantastic. So I think I, I, uh, got some healing while I was sleeping in this case. Anyway, it's super interesting that you say that too, Sarah, because like, I'm finding that like for myself, um, I'm healing faster from lots of things. Like I know that like, um, you know, a few years ago I would get a cold and I would have that cold for three four weeks you know it would just like drag on and on and on and now I'll have a cold for an afternoon <laughs> like <laughs> you know I like have a little bit of a head cold and I'm like oh I'm not really feeling very good and I go and I lay down for an hour and I wake up and I'm fine like <laughs> yeah it's like fully bizarre how quickly that like I can get over a cold like like you said in an afternoon or in a nap like I'll just I'm just gonna go take a nap I'll be fine when I wake up like yeah and, and you are yeah I find yeah I've been dealing last week was not a great mental health week and there was just two days that wasn't good but I just at night I was like all right tomorrow's a new day that means we're gonna just recalibrate things and I think just like that awareness of like all right this is a thing it's here but we can take care of it I think that there's definitely just I don't know if it's like if I would call it upgrades but there's just definitely just different awareness within myself I mean even like if I start feeling like I'm having a cold like I run for one of my herbal you know I have like fire cider or something plant um oriented that like just comes right in I'm like yeah that's what I need like I can like feel my body it's just like give me it <laughs> Oh my gosh. Actually, that's super wild. I was just um, grocery shopping last week and saw this licorice root tea on the shelf. And I was like, oh, that, that seems like something that maybe I, I might, you know, want to try. I'm, I'm into different types of teas. I'm trying to like, you know, expand my taste range. Um, I like to make my own teas and things like that. And so I grabbed it and um, I was like, you know, maybe maybe it'll help me poop. I don't know. Maybe I'm going to have some, you know, bowel problems in the future. Who knows why my body is telling me to grab this. And then all the fires were raging in BC and there was so much smoke that it was like, there had been a sepia filter over top of everything outside. It was three o'clock in the afternoon and it looked like it was nine o'clock at night. Like it was so dark from all oh, the shit. smoke. And, um, 
uh, upon some research, I realized that licorice root actually helps to open up your lungs and your airways and to help you breathe easier. And I'm like, oh, thanks, body. You knew. (laughs) Yeah. Even so when I was like kind of down in the, the, I don't know, I call them like the trenches of depression for two days. I was, I still needed to work. And one of the things I needed to do was make uh, mugwort bundles um, for the farmer's market. So I was out there and I was like, you know, I should probably work maybe like, what else could I make um, these bundles with? And I was just kind of wandering around the yard again, still not feeling great. And I kept getting called back to the lemon balm. And I didn't tell you guys this story already, did I? Okay. Um, Yeah. I kept calling back to the lemon balm and I was like, all right, I guess I'm making bundles out of lemon balm. I know it's good for like headaches and just kind of like give you a little bit of um, energy. And then I looked it up and it's also good for depression and anxiety. It's like, cool, cool. I will listen. Thank you. <laughs> Me writing down lemon balm. It, it's yeah. one of the like highest vibrational like oils and stuff like the like Melissa is lemon balm extracted from lemons though no no cool that's all i needed to know it does have that like lemony um smell to it hey you know what that's even better i love lemons you think i'm allowed to eat them no my body Mm. says no (laughs) and it's just important to listen to our bodies when it says says no as when it says yes Oh my yeah. God. Even if it says no to things you like, like pineapple. Probably especially when it says no to things you like. Yeah. yeah. I think Not lemon balm is, yeah. Lemon balm, I think is in the mint family. If I'm not. I think so. I was going to, yeah. that was my next question family. was if it was like a grass, kind of like lemon grass is. Yeah. 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 It's just like more and more these plants are talking to me. I just signed up for this like weekends. Like it's probably the most like hippie granola thing I've ever signed up for. It's like camping and it's like herbalism and mushroom identification. And I'm like totally geeking, nerding out on it. I'm so excited. I think I found uh, chanterelles mushrooms. I was 85% sure, but 15% of me did not want to be hanging in the bathroom all evening. So I did not eat them, but they might, they might be, I might be an identifier soon. <laughs> you know, and that is exciting. Definitely taking a whole lot more bravery than I personally have. Um, putting unidentified mushrooms in my mouth is not, uh, it just doesn't sound like a fun time to me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, are they, are they blue mushrooms? Because maybe then. <laughs> Yes, we do know about blue mushrooms. Yeah, it's just it's just interesting, like what if we just kind of allow ourselves to be in that flow of things, like what starts coming through and how people, you know, I'm in the business of also um selling my work, my artwork. So how people kind of receive it and resonate with it is really interesting because if i'm just not in a great place like people don't want to be around me surprise surprise but if i can like chill out and just 
allow myself to like do what I feel like doing, then all of a sudden it's like, everybody's like knocking on my door. Like literally there was just a hummingbird at my window. So things are just hey, like, you know, knocking what? at, at my least door. it's a hummingbird now and not that goldfinch. Shh. Oh God. Don't what if I call it, it back? <laughs> Actually, you know what? Speaking of birds, since we talked last, I've had two of them two of them get stuck in between like I've had my windows cracked and so they will come inside the part where the glass between the glass and the screen I've had two of them I've had to go and rescue I'm telling you like they come in we start yeah. like getting ourselves into a higher vibration we're like what is that we need to go check that out it's so yeah. wild yeah what kind of birds were they um so the one that was in the back was so it was a very baby infant. It was like, like tiny baby and its mom was on the fence. So I did, I couldn't even touch it. All I could do was open up the window and just hope that it like got out. Um, so I'm not a hundred percent sure on that one. Um, it was just like a regular brown bird. And, uh, the one that was in my window was a Robin and it was also a baby. It still had its speckles. Interesting. So there is an app um, that I really enjoy for identifying um, plants and animals. It's not perfect, but it is kind of to a degree like I kind of like Ryan Singer's and group um, their app, their crystallize app, how that's going to be kind of a crowdsource kind of identifying crystals and getting better at it this is kind of the same thing but it's for animals and plants and so it is a it's called seek s-e-e-k and it works reasonably well but you have to also get just the right angle just the right stuff and it has to be able to see enough of the plant and animal to identify it um, it doesn't work. And it's birds well. too. Yeah. Birds work. It works wonderful for birds. Doesn't work so well with trees oh, cool. because they're too big. Mm. They can't get enough of the, the detail and, yeah. and still see the whole picture. So like you can see a leaf, but you can't necessarily identify the tree for, well, the app can't currently identify the tree from the a leaf or whatever, but mm. That's so cool. Yeah, and Justin and I both have, I don't know if you have this book too, Sarah, there's a book called Animal Speak that's really good. Um, I swear every time I look at it, like I, even if I've looked up the animal before, it just like there's something else in it that will stick out to me. It's almost, I don't know, it, it's, it works almost like, um, like a deck of tarot or, or um, oracle cards. Oracle cards, yeah, with how and it's very like indigenous sort of based, but it will touch on a couple different cultures too. Um, and it's funny because we, when we first started out, we were thinking that we would maybe talk about sinks and it seems like we are kind of just organically moving into that. So absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah. I was going to say, I, I love using that. Um, I love using that book to look up 
all the things that come to me, all the animals that come to me. Like last night, while my girlfriend and I were walking through the graveyard, we uh, almost ran into a skunk. So, except this little guy, like he had no no issues with us he just like turned around and like bounced away so like he just had no problems I'm like how freaking cute and I just love when the skunks just do their little waddle it's so hilarious <laughs> but yeah I'm gonna have to look that one up and I also had to look up um the robin as well so it's really interesting too because um it's not really like it's not really a book that's a very easy front to back read. You definitely just kind of like read until it gets to the part where it breaks down the animals and then you kind of just take them as they come. <laughs> it's more like a resource, not a um, all in like informative, like it's super informative, but it's too dense to actually like. Absolutely. It's a hundred percent like a, a textbook. It's not. Um, it's it's not some lovely novel. Although the way that it's written, I love the way that it's written. The kind of language and flow that they use. It's really cool. So maybe we can talk a little bit about some of that. Like if you know, if this licorice root tea jumped out at you at the grocery store, like what would you do? To like incorporate, like obviously you're going to bring it home. You're going to incorporate it into your life. You're going to maybe look it up, see what it's good for. And then like, I don't know, just thinking like if people haven't have come across some of these things before, but don't quite know what to do with it, like what would be like the next steps? Well, I mean, first and foremost, I would say like, you just have to trust yourself, like really trust yourself. Um, there was another incident where uh, my girlfriend and I were at the grocery store and I kept saying that we needed to pick up um, Tamari and um, I had said it so many times and she was like no we don't need tamari we have the other gluten-free um soy sauce at your house like we have this entire thing like we don't need tamari and i literally probably accidentally listed it nine times we were going down the aisle i saw the thing i was like oh we need tamari she's like we don't need tamari we get home, we made this recipe with the alternative gluten-free soy sauce. I'm telling you, neither one of us could eat it. She's like, we should have got the tamari. I'm like, <laughs> is honestly like, you never know why sinks happen. Uh, it's, this is a game. <laughs> like you, Sometimes you just have to laugh about things that are just ridiculous. Um, thank God I learned the lesson to trust myself um, buying a bottle or not buying a bottle of gluten-free soy sauce and not something that had <laughs> more detrimental consequences. Um, I'm very open to learning lessons that gentle way. Thank you, guides. <laughs> That's such a huge, yeah, trusting yourself first that yes, you are remembering this, you are seeing this, whatever it might be for a reason. That's a huge, a huge one. I would that say might number two would be to not um, feel like you should know all the answers and to reach out to people who might know more about whatever synchronicity, um, synchronicity, wow, I almost couldn't say that word, whatever synchronicity you are seeing, like if you are really new into this and you're seeing lots of numbers that are repetitive, Google is honestly fantastic. If you just search whatever number plus spiritual meaning, 
So you're seeing the number 222. 222, spiritual meaning. Google's actually pretty good for that. Um, but again, like animals, the animals speak book, other people in like community, um, even your own intuition. Um, but that would be like really trusting yourself. So if you're a beginner, definitely don't feel um, like you have to try and find the answers yourself. I think that trusting your own intuition is uh, very important, especially with like animals, because animals don't always mean the same thing to you that they mean to somebody else. To you, Absolutely. A, a bear might be um, a fluffy, like you, you think of Yogi the Bear or something like that, and somebody else might think of their grandmother that got attacked by a bear. I don't know. Um, but there's two totally different um, connotations for that. And so the message that that bear is bringing is totally different for those two individuals. Even for myself, like I have crows as power animals and ravens as spirit animals. And a lot of the times um, those are death omens to people. And for me, they are a symbol of security, safety, power, intelligence, many other things I could list. <laughs> but. Yeah, and you never know where you, like, once you start researching something, like, where it's going to take you. Like, it could just be, like, the little breadcrumb that gets you to look online, that gets you to see something else. So just, like, trusting, again, your intuition, right? But also, mm -hmm. like having enough like curiosity about it to just like see where see where it goes and see what you want to do with it I actually uh, love um when I was like learning to open up to my own intuition I actually loved this uh well just using google um and then asking yourself which article is the one that you're needing to to read and sometimes it's not the top one sometimes you'll hear like two three four down or whatever you count the article down click on it and start reading it and see what comes up and like a lot of the times you know nine times out of ten I was just mind blown by the things that would come up in that particular article that's like so as we were talking about oracle cards and um that animal speak book if I'm doing like an oracle card reading or uh, even like looking in that little white book that comes with the tarot cards that I get or whatever. Um, the explanation doesn't always mean the same thing. So like key words and phrases hop out at me if I'm doing a reading for whatever. It's, it just, it's very dependent on the individual reading. Not necessarily. I can pull the same card 15 times and it'll mean 15 different things easily and not just because like sometimes my eyes draw into a specific area and sometimes it's because like oh that key word in that in the book made me think of this 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 and our our brains do this awesome uh relational thing they oh it always like puts different relations relationships to different things and um so like if you say a word and like the other another person says an, a word back it doesn't always lead to where you think it would um because our brains do that 
interesting relational thing. I love how you um, touched on um, when you're reading that certain things jump out to you at different times, because that's that's exactly how um, how I read with my tarot and oracle decks. I have one um, one deck, and that's the Book of Shadows that just has so much information in it that the book is always wanting to be used. Um, but for almost every other deck, I don't use the book at all. Um, they have those keywords at the bottom, they have the pictures. And every time I look at it, depending on whose energy I'm reading, and the card, I will see different things pop out. And so when I do like the one card polls on our Facebook pages and stuff like that, um, sometimes I'll get the same card for two or three different people. But it is a different message for those people because different parts of the card or different words at the bottom will pop out to me when I'm looking at it. Yeah, I'm the same way. I think that tarot is just kind of like becoming, it's like a connection point, right? It's like a way that people are like, oh, I know what a tarot card is. So, because if I say to people, oh, I, I read energy, you know, I read the chakra system, like, you know, people don't always understand what that even means. And sometimes it's hard for me to even put it into words, but remembering that those things are tools just that we can use, right? But we all use it in our own way. And yeah, finding, you know, running across like a certain animal, running, you know, a certain plant, whatever it is, we all use that thing in our, those things in our own way. And just, yeah, I really like that. Basically the two things that we said was just trusting yourself and also knowing that it's okay to like, see that as like a step in a bigger picture and researching and going out there for it. Yeah, are there any, um, I'm like super into, into plants recently and getting so much. Are there any plants that um, y'all work with at all? So um, I've also been putting a lot of um, intention and magic into my cannabis and putting cannabis into a glass jar and then putting like crystals and stuff like um, on it, below it, around it, just kind of like um, putting intention into the cannabis. And so that's a really easy tool for um, anybody to use. And um, basically like you just have the intention that anything that you are holding onto that you holding onto makes its way into the smoke that's in your lungs. And then you exhale that shit right on out. And so it's really quite lovely. Um, other than that, like um, I have been kind of leaning towards looking at um working with the spirit of henbane not necessarily the plant henbane I don't know where I would get it but if I could get some I uh, think that that would be really amazing to work with I enjoy using nettle in things a lot of times um and in part, I think that is a what are the words I want to use? Um, because nettle is both a healing thing, but it also has like a sting to it. Sometimes that stinging itself is a healing. Um, so it's just a constant like kind of reminder that it can be um, even if it, even if it caught, hurts a little bit, doesn't mean it's not healing and fixing things. Um, 
and of course like the tea doesn't sting you but the plant itself does and I also enjoy making teas uh, like bath teas and I'm gonna experiment making some like shower steamers for just because um, not everybody has uh, a bathtub that they can use So wait, what's a bath, a bath tea is like, you're actually putting the plants in the bath with you. I so. put them in like a, like a tea snatchable thing. I don't know if that's the way it is. That's what Sarah was telling me about before. So she was like talking about these shower pucks that she could use, but also there were like these bags you can tie to the shower head. I'm sure Sarah could explain it better than me. Um, so I was just actually thinking of even just using a washcloth and like rubber banding it to your shower head because that's what um, Karen Rontowski had suggested in an episode of uh, Paranormal Karen with uh, salt. And if you don't have a bathtub and you wanted to take a salt bath or something like that, just put it in a washcloth and put it over your shower head. Um, that's so, so smart. You, I never I even thought to do that. You could do that with easily do that. Yeah, that's majorly genius. I have washcloths. I could do this. <laughs> I have a shower. Someone gave me a shower steamer, and I think it's just um, um, sodium bicarbonate, uh, not soda ash, um, baking powder, baking soda. It's baking soda, citric acid. Um, the ones that I'm looking at use a uh, clay, a cat can clay to like hold hold together and transport specifically um and then they use alcohol and like 91 percent alcohol rubbing alcohol and um some poly polysorbate 80 i don't and that just kind of helps keep everything together along with like essential oils and um then like if you wanted to throw a little bit of herbs in there and stuff just and the herbs in there would be more just for uh identification as to which which shower puck i would want you know what i mean so so I i'm literally one i'm literally thinking about this right now and i'm just saying it to hold myself accountable but i need to look up what properties um, thyme and rosemary have because those two herbs want in everything I make. Literally for the last like four months, I'm pretty sure I've had thyme and rosemary and probably one meal a day. But we like get into like kitchen witchery, right? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. I I just love the whole aspect of like kitchen witchery. It is like using the things that you already do every day to like have magic in it is just like, it's wonderful. And I had that download about not eating in front of the TV, which I'm still guilty of a little bit, you know, I'm, I'm working on it. But um, to not eat in front of the TV and to like not only have intention while you're cooking, but have intention while you're eating and to allow all of the magic and intention that you put into your food to just take, you know, a hold of your body to like integrate with your body to just move into every cell in your body as you're digesting, like, you know, to like make it a whole thing. 
And I think it's important to remember that with with anything, your intention is the most important part of it. Like your grandmother made you your meals with love. Well, depending on your grandmother, but <laughs> you know you had you always had have have that connotation in your head that this is made this meal's made with love and it always tastes better when it is you can really tell the difference um and you can eat, follow the exact same recipe every time this doesn't quite taste right but it's it's just not made with love um and you use those er different herbs or um different uh you know, however you stir it, you know, all those things are things that you use to enhance your intention. It does not ever replace your intention. It is always an enhancement of your intention. And I think that it's probably good to note too, that like, just like the animals have different meanings to different people, when you're cooking, stirring in one direction versus another is only going to do what you intend it to do. Some people say to stir to the left to release and stir to the right to bring in, but it's only going to work if you believe that it's going to work. If you're, you know, a left-handed person or, you know, ambidextrous and like, you know, stirring to the right just doesn't feel natural to you when you want to bring things in, stir it to the left and intend it to bring it in when you're stirring to the left. It'll, it's going to work. Intention is everything. So true. Yeah. And it brings us into the present moment too, you know, having that awareness and really like thinking about like, okay, like which I usually pull for, from these two herbs but today I'm feeling like I want to pull from this. Well, like it, it's really like, I listened to, I don't remember maybe on a podcast or a Ted talk or something about just like bring constantly bring you into this present moment and like sitting down and just being like, yeah, there's my ass on the chair. I can feel it. You know, there's well, my feet and then on the ground. It also Here just adds another layer too when you get into like intuitive eating. And so it's like, you're doing all of this stuff, you're eating healthier, you're paying attention to that moment, you're putting intention into that food. Everything is all about like this moment. And it's just, it's so fun to just kind of reach that point where you're like, oh, the past doesn't really matter. All it can do is teach me what I don't want to like continue doing but all I can do is to not continue doing it in this moment. I can't just say, well, I'm going to not do it tomorrow because tomorrow doesn't ever get here. And all we really ever have is this moment that we're living in right now. And people always talk about that. I know it's so cliche, but it really is like, what are you going to do with this time? And think about like when you go to parties, like where people congregate, everyone always ends up in the kitchen at some point. Like you're always like, that's usually the place where people always end up just hanging out in the kitchen. And I think that's a, like, it's just telling to like what, of what happens in the kitchen, like what's just there naturally on like a superficial level. But I think there's a reason why, like, without thinking about it, we're always kind of drawn to those places. I, if I could redesign my house, I 
the way my house is designed right now. I have a, a decent sized living room and then the dining room isn't completely separate. Um, it has a big, huge arch that take, takes up the whole wall. So it's not actually completely separate. It just has like a couple feet on top and a couple feet on each side that actually have walls. But if I could design my house in any way, I would put my kitchen in that dining room area because it's, it's the heart of the house. It's the center of the house. Um, and every time I go anywhere, like, it, like at my parents' house or anything like that, like everybody who's cooking wants to be part of the conversation, wants to be part of everything, but it's hard to when it's a completely separate area. It seems like a great idea to hide all your mess that you made while you're cooking away, but it also takes away from the enjoyment of being able to participate in that, what's meant to be like a group activity, really. Yeah, my, my kitchen is like right in the middle and my house is very open just with a big um, fireplace in the middle, but we, we had friends that came up recently and, and they've told us more than one time, like one of their favorite things to do at our house is just for everybody to cook together. And it's like, it's the best. It's like, it's such a community thing, but you know that there's more behind it than just. That's what know? my girlfriend and I have said too. We were just like uh, blown away by how much better it is to cook for just you know, more people. And it's like, especially like on my end, I mean, she has her daughter, but like on my end, I'm just like cooking for more than just me is like even more magical than just like intuitively cooking for just me. And it just, I don't know, there's just something about it really. And it, there's been a big shift between like all of the housing and stuff, people want to design their homes just as um, Shanna has it. Like with the kitchen being the heart of the home, nobody wants to have walls up. Nobody cares about their freaking mess anymore. I had to like start embracing my mess and just realize that the more dishes I cooked with, the likely, the likelier it was that that dish was healthy for me. Because if you have like those one pot pasta dishes and throw everything into one pot and just like, you know, just the one, one dish to uh, wash at the end of the night, a lot of the times you can't make them super healthy. And a way around that, if you're somebody who uh, is busy during the week, uh, who works works full-time job or has a very active life and has small people that you have to make sure that they eat at proper times and get to where they need to go also like it's a lot easier if you can just um if you can spend the day spend a day on the weekend or something like that with that intention of everybody coming together and cooking and kind of putting it into pans and stuff that you can like in the oven like and it, that takes a level of preparation but every level of the preparation that you do is magic is and can be magical you know so because it's all about intention I struggle bus with cooking because I am one person and I have uh, ears <laughs> um, sorry I got distracted by the cat ears uh, but the 
struggle. Like, I struggle cooking for just me. Because I've never cooked for just one person, hardly ever. Like, it's it's very hard to... Um, I'm used to cooking for, like, I, I all, like, my exes have kids, like, and not just have, have a couple kids, have, they have, like, a, a baseball team, <laughs> or something like that, like, it's just, like, um, so I'm used to cooking for a lot of people, and I love cooking for a lot of people, it, I feel much more fulfilled in my efforts if I'm cooking for a lot of people. You get to learn when you're, if like there's other people in your house, like cooking with you, like you get to learn like just little tricks that they do. And then it just like adds to your sort of like, you know, we all have our, our recipes of things that we kind of make over and over again. And it just kind of like opens us up. Um, yeah, I, I just, I love it. I love I love being, just having that intention of adding just like a little bit of magic into everything that I do, right? Like adding a little bit of ritual, adding a little bit of, you know, cause I was getting down on myself the other, a couple of weeks ago, just, I'm like, I'm like trying to like have ritual with other people and like teach it. I'm like, do I even have ritual enough myself to like be able to teach it? I'm like, yeah, of course you do. Like ritual and like magic is like everything that we're doing. It's just adding the intention and like the, okay, we're going to just energetically, we're going to like put these things into it and like do, you know, whatever the ritualistic aspect of it, if it's like the way that you move things around in your kitchen, the way someone was telling me they like were rearranging their whole spice cabinet just to like, sort of have like a, a different flow, a better flow. I don't know. I just think all of that is really, really interesting to just bring in. It's so funny too. I wonder if that's like a really big community shift because I also just rearranged my spice cabinet. And then yesterday I randomly uh, rearranged an entire closet. So um, yeah, that's just, that's just the type of energy that's, <laughs> that's happening. Leo's coming in. Like, I know, right? Leo yeah. season. I'm like gearing up. It's like the emotions are over. You felt it switch gears. The, you know, the click of the, what is it? When like the gear clicks to pull the roller coaster up the hill. You feel yeah. it engage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Engage. Honestly, it's like every time I close my eyes now, I'm being bombarded with like, pictures of art and I'm like I cannot possibly draw this fast like you have to slow down with these art ideas I'm like ADHDing through like an entire book of like I probably have 20 half finished pieces of art because I'm like on to the next one <laughs> yeah you got to get it down like those sketchbooks are important and to go back over those sketchbooks is like always like oh shit what was I thinking here oh I need to follow that Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that we wanted to kind of cover with this episode? I think um, so. What you mentioned about not feeling, to a degree, not feeling like, oh, I don't. Do I know enough to teach this ritual? Um, I think to be a good teacher, you have to also be the learner in the situation uh, because you're. If you've never taught something before, 
you even if you taught it a million times like you can still learn something from your students um every time i train somebody uh new they always come up with a great idea a, a better way to do something a more uh, efficient way of doing something and sometimes those won't be the more efficient way for me to do it but they might give somebody else that i teach in the future a more efficient way for them or some way that makes it make sense in their head um that while well, you were just talking sarah reminded me that um when you had also mentioned before about not being practiced enough to teach it or whatever um i had thought about those worker bee virtues and feeling like we have to continually practice ritual every day. And while I was thinking about that, the words that came to my head were ritual of rest and balance in all things. And that when we have uh, ritual and spiritual ritual, that we also need to balance it with a ritual of rest and that we cannot push past our limits, that we have to make sure that we're filling our cup. And so when we feel like we haven't done things that are spiritual or have fallen off our ritual wagons, so to speak, um, it's not anything against us. It's literally just our time to rest. And when the time comes for the energy to shift and engage again, like right now, as we shift into Leo season, um, we'll just feel that catch and we'll go. Also play. Play is rest too. Um, yeah, absolutely. Rest is not always laying on the couch, stuffing your face full of potato chips while watching TV and smoking weed. Although sometimes, sometimes, sometimes it, is. it is. Sometimes rest is also, you know, climbing a mountain, even though that doesn't sound like rest, but it's mental rest. It's emotional rest. Just because you're not resting your body doesn't mean that it's not rest. Dancing, playing with my dogs, playing with, playing with small people for me is very restful um, because they just, just experiencing the like world through somebody else's eyes is so much, so much fun for me. And it's, um, it like brings me like to a peaceful level. Um, because it's not, I'm not focusing on myself, I think is the deal. But by like shifting that focus, I still, I am giving myself more, but that's not always the case. And that's not for everybody either. When I hang out with young individuals, it just really opens up my inner child and I can't help but to just absolutely slide right into that playful energy. And I'm like, okay, so we're playing. What are we doing? Like, I'm, I'm ready for this now. Uh, this ascension process has really, like, reminded me that, um, well, I gave up my childhood for a really horrible, hard, traumatic childhood. And I lost a lot of my opportunity to play when I was a kid. And um, 
remembering now that it's not all about work and that this life is about experiencing things and going out and having fun and seeing the beauty in this world and connecting with people. Watch out because I won't be doing anything else but having fun for the rest of my life. This has been a so true talk. <laughs> I feel much more, I feel more energized. And I feel like more able to go on and start like really start my day. You know, my day's, you know, the day's half over really from, you know, everybody else's perspective, but like actually start my day. Yeah, I feel good too. I'm um, going to partake in some magic um, and play video games. Nice. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm going to, I've been commissioned to build a huge kite yes. for some like big art installation and I'm going to cover it in my fabric and make a bunch of things. So I'm, yeah, I think I'm going to work on the frame for that today do some of that yeah, yeah. I was yeah, I was drawing all morning so now I'm not doing no more work today <laughs> but, oh I want to see what that looks like send me pictures of it okay, I can't wait to see it <laughs> I love you ladies oh, you're great I love you <laughs> Great. Oh, look who's coming to <laughs> say hi. He says, Aww. hello. I love you guys hi, too. Baby. Hi, baby. Oh, hello. And if you, the goldfinch did come in and said hello and then flew but away. Just oh, FYI. Perfect. Yeah. Just so uh, you know that that did that's happen. That's funny. That's yeah, hilarious. The goldfinch. It, it had to have. We were talking about synchronicities today. If the goldfinch didn't show up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>